Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, welcome to the show. This is the Millennial Millionaire Podcast, and I am your host, Stephen Cohen. This podcast is focused on bringing some of the wisest minds from across the globe to discuss concepts, strategies, and ideals that will lead them to be top performers in their respective industries and their lives. This show is for the millennials and millennials at heart to transcend their mindset, their health, and their income to the next level. We are so excited to have you on this journey with us. Welcome to the show. What is good, Millennial Millionaires? Welcome back to the show. It is your gracious host, Stephen Cohen, coming back with another solo pod today. So no guest. We're just going to jam about some concepts, some ideals, some lessons that I've been stewing on recently that I feel like has made a massive impact in my life and that can hopefully do the same to you. I feel like in my journey of success, and I say that specifically of success, not to success, there's been a lot of lessons that I've learned amongst the way. And a lot of it has been more on the spiritual side of success. Growing up, I never really had much mentorship in terms of someone in my family or an uncle or, you know, a mentor of mine who was actually making money other than people that I saw online and on the internet and and so on and so forth. So, For me, a lot of this was self-discovery and trial and error and figuring out what I needed to do by doing it wrong first. And as I've really dove into personal development, entrepreneurship, direct sales, I think that's all encompassing this last decade. A lot of the stuff that I've been able to learn is simply just information that is out there, but has been applied to my specific situation and that has helped me get to where I am. I feel like all wisdom and all personal development is all recycled. I don't think anyone is saying necessarily anything individually or original, but the lesson when it's applied to your own individual life and you actually embody it, you're able to articulate it and transfer it to other people in a way where maybe if you heard it on a podcast or YouTube from someone else, it may not land the same way. So some of these lessons that I learned, you've probably heard before, but hopefully because they've made such an impact on my life, I can articulate them in a way that will hopefully impact you guys and hopefully, uh, you know, give you guys some value. So the first quote that I've heard uh, that really made a big impact was success is first created in the mind and then in reality. So I believe that everything in life happens twice, first in your mind, in your thoughts, and then in reality, every single little thing that we see as real or as fact has been created from someone's thought process first. This microphone I'm talking on, this chair I'm sitting on, the cellular device that I have in my hand, this was first an idea, it was first a concept, it was first a thought by someone that put it into the ether and then through execution, through challenges, through action turned it into something that is reality that we now call real. There's also a concept that there's no true facts. There's a, a mentor of mine once said that if, if your attitude is right, the facts don't count. And what that means to me at least is as long as you have the right attitude, as long as you have the right perspective and mindset and you have a, a positive mental attitude, not a negative mental attitude, it doesn't necessarily matter what a fact is as reality. Because if you actually think what a fact is, a fact isn't really a fact. Because if you rewind hundreds of years ago, some people thought that the world was flat, the world was round, some people still believe, whatever. But my point is that 
Facts change when new data and scientific information come to disrupt that fact. Therefore, there's nothing really is a fact. It's just what we can conceive in our current mindset and our current, uh, you know, paradigm today. So facts aren't necessarily facts. They're just the way that you perceive those things. And if that's true, it goes back to the belief that we are creators of our circumstances and not creatures, meaning that it doesn't necessarily matter what external things happen to us. There's been so many situations in my life and, and most people's lives where you go through a horrible experience or you go through an embarrassing experience or you deal with trauma. And a lot of people, they allow themselves to be victimized by that circumstances instead of utilizing that as a lesson and then becoming better because of it. Two people can go through the same exact trauma but have completely different experiences and create different action from that experience which will create a different life for them over a long enough time horizon. So the concept here, guys, is it doesn't necessarily matter where your current situation is. It doesn't matter what facts currently surround your life. It all depends on your inner world and what you're willing to do in order to change that. Again, success is first created in the mind and then in reality. Everything that I've been able to create from the car I drive to the house that I live in, to the lifestyle, to the relationship, to my friends and my impact and my influence, I first saw it in my mind. I first saw it as an insecure kid in high school. I first saw it as a college frat boy that didn't have any direction. I first had that desire and that belief in order to create that lifestyle and then through consistent action and through consistently impressing that upon my subconscious mind, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, over a long enough time horizon, then it created in the actual reality. You know, before you can hold something in your hand, you have to see it in your mind. And that's why visualization is so important. That's why focusing on what you want and being obsessed with it and holding it on the forefront of your mind is so important because if you don't, you're not going to have a strong enough frequency. You're not going to have a strong enough magnetic pull in order to bring that thought or bring that idea into your reality. So the first thing that I want you guys to focus on is really getting your mind right. What do you want? If you go into the street right now and ask 100 people, do you want to be successful? Every single person would probably say yes. But if you ask every single person, what do you want? What does success look like? What do you envision your life to be? They probably don't have a clear crystal vision of what they want their life. It's like hopping on a plane and knowing that you want to go on vacation, but not knowing where you want to go. You're just going to endlessly fly around for hours until you run out of fuel and have to land. That's how most people are going through life. They like the idea of success. They like the idea of financial security and making money and traveling and doing all these things, but they don't know exactly what they want and what they want their life to look like. And again, if you don't have a target, if you're not aiming at anything, you're just going to aimlessly be shooting and not knowing if you're making progress or digressing because, again, you're not on the route that you're trying to go. So visualization, guys, is really important. Dream building is a concept that I really enjoy doing and has made a really big impact over my life. What is dream building? The concept of dream building is essentially getting closer to your dreams, getting closer to your goals, getting closer to your desires. It's a practice that I've done for the last decade. When I first got into entrepreneurship, I was working a dead-end job, Planet Hollywood, making $2,000 a month, low self-esteem, low confidence, not really any skills, 
humble beginnings, but I knew I wanted big things. I knew I wanted nice things. I knew I wanted a big lifestyle. So what did I do? As I started getting exposed to personal development and learning about concepts of law of attraction and dream building and law of energy and quantum physics and how all these things works on a microscopic level, I started implementing them. I started getting closer to my dreams. I created a goal card that basically said that by a certain time, I would make a six-figure income and I held it in my wallet and I would read it every single day until it finally manifested a couple years later. I had pictures of the car I wanted. You know, at first it was a BMW and then it was a Tesla. I had a, a goal board, a vision board on my wall of the things that I wanted to accomplish and the life that I wanted to live. I started going and test driving cars even though I couldn't afford it, starting to feel how it feels like to drive those cars, smelling the leather, touching the driving wheel, envisioning myself in that car one day, even though the, at the current time, I couldn't afford it. I knew one day, as long as I can get close, as long as I can assimilate the feeling of what it feels like to drive that car, eventually I would be able to accomplish it. The challenge with most people, they never put themselves in these situations that get close to their goals and their desires because it's such a far stretch from what they believe that they're capable of. The average person goes, well, I'm not going to go to a Lamborghini dealership. I'm not going to go travel first class. I'm not going to go, you know, tour multi-million dollar houses because there's no way I can afford it. So why would I put myself in a situation of something that I can't, you know, afford or something that I can't obtain? That is the wrong attitude. It's the wrong perspective. It's very limiting. You're never going to put yourself in a situation where you feel inspired because you have so much limiting belief and you have so much doubt about what you can accomplish that you're never going to expose yourself to what's actually possible for your life. And that's why it goes back to your mindset. It goes back to your vision. You know, it starts with thoughts. Your thoughts turn into feelings. Your feelings turns into actions. Your actions turn into results. It's a loop. And the better thoughts you feed yourself, the better questions you start asking yourself, the better answers you'll start to eventually get. So again, guys, visualization, dream building, start putting things around your home, start cultivating your environment to something that is conducive to the life that you want. If you want to go make six figures, if you want to, you know, find an awesome relationship, if you want financial freedom, start building your environment around your goals and your desires. And it may sound silly at first, but I promise you it's going to inspire you and it's going to keep it on the forefront of your mind. How this works on the scientific level is we have two parts of our brain. We have the conscious part of our brain and we have the unconscious or subconscious part of our brain or mind. The conscious part is the mind that basically we think about. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're truly dialed in and being present, you're consciously thinking about the information that being processed. But chances are you're probably in the car, you're probably washing dishes, you're probably working out. So Consciously, you're doing another activity, whether it's washing dishes, gym, driving, but unconsciously, you're still absorbing this information and it's seeping into your, your paradigm, into your mindset. So the conscious mind is essentially the decision maker. It's the chooser. It's the mind that essentially, they call it the monkey mind because it's the mind that stays busy all the time. It's how we make decisions. It's how we choose. It's how we decide. The challenging part about the conscious mind is it doesn't matter how much thought you put into the conscious mind, it won't actually create any results in your life. All action, all decision actually happens on an unconscious level. The unconscious mind is the mind that keeps our blood flowing. It keeps our heart racing. It keeps us breathing. We're not consciously thinking about doing all these activities, but we are still keeping ourselves alive and operating. 
So the goal is why this visualization and why this vision building is really important is because it impresses upon our subconscious mind the things that we want. And the more that you can oppress upon your subconscious minds the things you want, the goals that you desire, uh, the actions you want to take, the way that you want to live, the more that your mind will start picking up on certain cues and certain thoughts, patterns, actions, and activities in order to make that reality for yourself. For me, that's why mantras are super, super important. Telling yourself certain things over and over again, even if at First, it starts as a lie will eventually become reality because if you continue to suppress certain thoughts, certain feelings, certain energy onto your unconscious mind, eventually it's going to manifest in the real world. There's four ways that people essentially process information. The first way is being unconsciously incompetent, which is the first step. That's essentially you don't know what you don't know. So if you're new to a certain job, if you're new to a certain industry, if you're new to a certain skill set, you are oblivious and you are ignorant to that new task. Everyone starts there. The second step or process is you are now consciously incompetent. That's the second step. Now you know that you don't know. Maybe you start a brand new job. At first, you didn't really know what to expect. Then you roll up to the first orientation, and now you realize, oh, man, there's so much information out there. There's so many things. Uh, there's so much that I don't know about this. That's where everything starts, at the consciously uncompetent level, but that's where most people quit because they get overwhelmed. You start a new job or you start a new business or you start a new career and then you're like, whoa, this is way too much. And then you get uncomfortable and then you end up quitting. For those that can last and get to the third step, you now are at the consciously competent level, which is essentially, you know that you know. At this point, you start getting pretty good at what you do, whether it's a sales job or you start seeing some success or it's a business you just started and you start getting it off the ground. You are now conscious that you know what you're doing. You understand how things work, but you have to continuously put in a lot of energy and effort in order to get the result that you're looking for. And then the final step of this, which is the goal that we all want to be at, is unconsciously competent, which is essentially autopilot. You essentially know everything about what you're doing and you're doing it on an unconscious level. How you tie your shoes right now, for most of us, you are unconsciously competent at tying your shoe. You don't have to think about left over right, right over left. It comes unconscious because you've done it so many times that it's just part of you. Imagine being unconsciously competent at making money, unconsciously competent at public speaking, unconsciously competent at communicating and attracting abundance and attracting success. That is the goal of suppressing good things upon our unconscious mind. Because the more that we do it, the more that we program our mind, because again, we're getting programmed every single day, whether you're conscious or unconscious of it, we're absorbing information through our eyes, our ears, you know, our, our senses, our smell, our, our senses every single day. And if you're not conscious of that information coming in, you're either being programmed for the worst or, for, or programmed for the best. So getting unconsciously competent at the things that you want to be really good at is extremely important because then it becomes effortlessly and that's when you see massive success in whatever you're going. So again, Success first happens in the mind and then happens in reality. And the way that you want to essentially condition yourself is surrounding yourself with positivity, surrounding yourself with your goals, your dreams, the things that you want to accomplish, you know, doing gratitude journals. Some of my practices that I do that has served me over the last couple of years is having a really good morning routine and a really good nightly routine. 
you know, some of the things I do, I do a gratitude journal every single night before I go to bed. I write down five things I'm grateful for and the 30 wins for the day. Why? Because I want to go to bed feeling inspired. I want to go to bed feeling in a sense of gratitude because typically how you fall asleep is how you wake up. How you end your day is basically how you start your day. So ending with gratitude, typically you'll wake up in a much clearer sense. I also write thing. I write down the, the major things that I need to do the night before for the next day. You know, Jim Rohn once said, don't end your day before you start it. Most people, they wake up and they don't have any direction. They don't have any goals when they wake up in the morning. Therefore, they drift through the day and they're not being effective, productive, or efficient um, in their ability. We all have the same amount of time in a day, right? We all have 24 hours. The bum on the street has 24 hours. The president of the United States has 24 hours. The difference isn't how much time we get, but it's how we invest and effectively use that time, which will ultimately dictate how much success or lack of success that we get. Some of us are just not being intentional with our time. And some of these little practices that you can implement will make you that much more effective. Because when you write down the things you need to do the day before, when you wake up, it's one less thing you have to think about and you can just go and attack your day and not have to think about it. When I go to bed, I try not to watch TV 20, 25, 30 minutes or use any devices before I go to bed because I want to let my mind unwind. Most of us were so bogged down with social media and technology and text messages and emails and bings and booms and dings and all these stimuli that are pretty new to the human psyche. You know, 20 years ago, these things didn't exist. So what happens is you're not able to dive into deep thought. Some of the best ideas, some of the best strategies, some of the best aha moments come when you're in solitude and you're just focused on being. Most of us don't focus on being anymore. We're so focused on doing. And there's a time for doing. You have to be a doer. But if you never give yourself time to reset and recalibrate and drift into solitude, you're never able to tap into that infinite wisdom, that infinite intelligence that will give you the, the solutions, will give you the answers to the questions that you're asking. Because I believe we all have this internal guidance system. Like we all have this infinite source that we're able to tap into. And that's there at all times, 24 hours to every single person on this planet. The challenge is we get in our own way. We have thoughts of resistance. We have thoughts of negativity. We have thoughts of fear and doubt and anxiety. And what happens is we're not allowing the good thoughts. We're not allowing the infinite energy and intelligence to flow through us to help guide us in where we need to go. A Buddhist once said, life isn't about learning. Life is about unlearning and just tapping into your potential because everything that you need to know is already inside you. You just need to remember. And the way that you remember is getting into solitude, which is another practice um, that I you know, would definitely recommend. Self-care, guys, super, super important. It's something that I neglected for the last three to four years. But if you think about it, we bring ourselves wherever we go. You know, there you go, here you are. The only thing that is consistent in our life is us. Everything else, circumstances, the people in our life, everything else is interchangeable, but we bring ourselves wherever we go. Therefore, the biggest thing that we should be focused on is helping us become the best individual, helping us become the most optimistic, uh, the most generous, the most humble, the most humility. And when we focus internally, the crazy thing is once you change your internal world, your external world changes as well. 
So self-care is super important because if you're going around trying to do all these things with a 50% battery, you're not going to show up in the way that you need to. I love the metaphor that you don't want to fill other people's cups up. You want to fill your cup up so much that it then overflows into other people's cups. And self-care is so, so important because if you have all these things that you have going on that you need to do, whether it's your business, whether it's your family, whether it's taking care of the people that depend on you, if you don't show up to your best self as these situations, there's only so many at-bats we get every single day. There's so many, there's only so many opportunities we get in a week, in a month, in a year to go really hit these big opportunities that we are faced with out of the park. And if we don't come up prepared, if we don't come up in the best headspace, we're going to miss a lot of the opportunities that we have. And then we start digressing. We start wondering why we're not making any progress in the destination we're trying to get to. So everything at the end of the day, guys, stems back to us, which is a very empowering and feeling. Society teaches us to blame other people. Society teaches us to go victim. And they do it purposely because they realize when you blame other people or you blame the economy, you blame the government, you blame who's in president, you blame your mom, your dad, your mentor, your teacher, your pastor, whoever, when you start blaming all these other people, you're giving all your power away. And that's what the government wants. That's what society wants. They want us to be dependent on the government. They want us to be dependent on uh, you know, social security and all these things so they can control us. Because if you're dependent on the system, then you need them. And the way that they get you dependent is by making you think that you don't have the power to change your situation. There's a quote, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. It's a mantra. I tell myself, Hey, I don't know. I don't care what's going on in the outside world with the news, with the government. I don't watch the news probably to a fault. I just don't like allowing negativity that I can't control into my mind, into my psyche. Because if I can't control it, what's the point of being aware of it? It just creates fear and it creates anxiety. I focus on the things that I can control and everything else usually works out the way that it needs to. So the way that they control us is by making us think that we don't have power because when you're a victim and you start blaming people and you don't take any responsibility and you feel like you're not at fault for things, then you don't have the power to change it. The second you realize if it's meant to be, it's up to me and you take the ball back into your court, you now have the power to change whatever your shitty situation is, which is a very empowering feeling. Anything that happens in your life, it may not be your fault, but it's your responsibility to change it. And I believe that all the good or all the bad that you have in your life, you've attracted by the individual you become, by the decisions you made, by the decisions you didn't make, by the thoughts you were thinking. So when you take that stance and you realize, man, if things are going great, it's my fault. Things aren't going great. It's my fault. Now you are in a situation to have the power to change it. Extreme Ownership, amazing book because it teaches you no matter how severe the circumstance, you can always take ownership of it. Because when you take ownership, you are then in a growth mindset. When you're growth mindset, you allow opportunities and wisdom to come in. And then it allows you to become a better individual and not make the same mistakes that you've been making. So again, ownership, realizing that, hey, if I want things in my life to change, I'm going to have to change things in my life. If I want things to get better, I'm going to have to get better. And ultimately, we can cut this podcast right now because... All personal development, all success, whether it's monetary success or personal success, stems from you. And when you realize that, you are so empowered because you can evolve you. You can change you. You could live your first life of the half one certain way and then decide in a moment's 
drop, to change and create a new life, create a new paradigm, create a new environment for yourselves. But again, most people, they don't believe they have the power to change and they're powerless because they're giving it away to people that um, don't care about them and that can't control them. Another concept, really important, guys, that I've been thinking about, it's the concept of and versus or. In my business, I'm in the direct sales game. When I talk to managers, and I heard this from a mentor a really long time ago, when you become a manager, some managers come up, they say, hey, Steven, I don't know if I should focus on selling or training, or I don't know if I should focus on recruiting or selling, or I don't know if I should focus on managing or selling, or I don't know if I should focus on saving more money or making more money. That or mentality is such a limited scarcity thought process. It's not or, it needs to be and. You can't just sell or train. You can't just save or earn. You have to sell and earn. You have to train and sell. You have to recruit and manage. And the crazy thing is when you think in terms of and and not in terms of or, it opens up so much possibility in order to get the job done that you need to get done. Because again, we are only constrained to our concept and our ability of thought. When we start thinking in a higher level, if we start thinking in higher regards, the situations that we attract into our life are then higher quality. The only difference between someone who is mega successful living a super happy life versus someone who is homeless on welfare is the quality of their thoughts. Because if everyone is born on an equal playing field, they all have the same two feet, two legs, one mind. Really, the only difference is the quality of their thoughts. So focusing on how you cultivate and how you, how you allow yourself to think and process and, and flow through life will ultimately determine your success. And the and versus or mentality is extremely, extremely important in making sure you stay in an empowered sense and making sure that you open your mind to what's possible out there and you dream bigger because you can either fight for your limitations or fight for your possibilities. And the energy exchange is the same, right? There's, there's an Instagram quote out there. It says, being, or I think it's getting rich is hard, and staying poor is hard. Choose your heart. Everything's hard, guys. Right? Being successful is hard. Being broke's hard. Being a good person's hard. Being a bad person's hard. Everything is challenging in life. Right? Life isn't supposed to be easy. If it was easy, everyone would do it. If life was easy, if success was easy, if being a great husband, a great father, a great entrepreneur, a great speaker, a great communicator was easy, then there wouldn't be as much value for the people that go out there, sacrifice, and stay disciplined, and go out there and earn it. So you should be grateful that things are hard. If you do in life what is easy, your life ends up hard. But if you do in life what is hard, your life ends up easy. Most people, they choose the easy route. They conform. They do what the government teaches them to do. They go to school. They get a good grade. They work 40 hours a week for 40 years of your life. Hopefully retire one day and then die. That is a very easy route, and that's why they have a hard life later. But for the people that struggle, for the people that get out of their comfort zone, for the people that go against the grain and get criticized and have all their friends laugh at them and tell them to go get a real job and go bankrupt and start a business and you know lose friends and all these things that will happen if you pursue something bigger in life, guess what? Eventually, when it clicks, their life is going to be easy. And then those same people who were laughing at them, look at them 10, 20, 30 years later and are in awe of all the success that they created and how lucky they are and how fortunate they are and how easy it was to get into that industry at that certain time and how fortunate they were. But in reality, they were simply just willing to do the things that those people weren't willing to do. 
Guys, if you want to be successful, look at what 97% of people in the grocery stores, out in society, at restaurants, look at 97% of what humanity is doing and do the complete opposite. Because most people out there aren't living life to their potential and they end up dying at 35 and they're not buried till they're 65 because they die with their dreams and it's just an unfortunate experience. And I don't want that to happen to you guys. If you take one thing from this podcast, Go out there and try. Go out there and find something that you're passionate about. Go out there and find something that actually fuels you up and that you actually consider something important in your life. I really don't get how people can go through life and just be a passive spectator. You're either a participant in life or you're a spectator. Most people, they're spectators in their own life. They care more about someone else on a football game than their own life. They care more about you know their baseball team winning than they do about their own dreams and their own goals. And I don't get it because when you look at people, you only have one life to live. And as much as I don't believe money creates happiness, I do believe it's just as important as oxygen is. And if you don't set yourself up financially, if you don't set yourself up in a position where you actually enjoy what you're doing and you cultivate a lifestyle that you actually enjoy and like, and it's not a have to, it's a, it's a, I get to type of life then you're going to be SOL. Then you're going to wake up at 40 years old or 35 years old or 50 years old like my parents did and be stuck and be stressed and be regretful and be resentful. And the worst thing I feel like in life is waking up one day, 40, 50, 60, 70 years old and looking back at your life and being full with regret and being and having questions about, man, maybe I should have tried that business. Maybe I should have moved to that state. Maybe I shouldn't have listened to my broke friends. Maybe I shouldn't have cared what everyone else thought about my goals and the things that I want to accomplish. And that is the worst thing that you can possibly do. A concept that's really helped me is like, what's the worst thing that can happen? What's worst case scenario? When I first got into entrepreneurship and I quit my job, I had no money to take a leap of faith to move across the country to try this crazy thing out. I had no money in my bank account. I had bills I had to pay. I had low self-esteem. I never made any type of income before, but I kept thinking, what is the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario is I fail. People laugh at me. People told me I, they told me so. And then I go back and go get a normal nine to five job. And I'm in the same position if I didn't try in the first place. But what is the upside? What is the upside of quitting your job right now and going after something you want? What is the upside of starting a new business? What is the upside of deciding to be positive and not being so resentful and victim about life? The upside is unlimited where the downside is finite. And eventually, if you stop making these choices, you're going to be forced with your life and the things that you have to do. So in closing, guys, again, everything is created twice, one in the mind and then then in reality. The best thing that you can do for your family, your future family, your friends, your community, your employees, your business, the people that you care about and the people that care about you is to become the best individual that you possibly can. Because by you getting out of your comfort zone, by you striving for something more, for you taking a chance on yourself, and being okay, being in an uncomfortable, vulnerable situation, you then will inspire the people around you to do the same. And by doing that, you're going to then explore the best version of yourself. Ed Milet talks about what hell is to him. And he says that hell is, once he passes on, once he dies one day, meeting the version of himself in heaven that he could have been and being complete strangers. 
meeting that individual and seeing all the potential he had, all the people he could have helped, all the money he could have made, all the impact he could have had on society, all the dreams he could have accomplished and realizing that he didn't try to go after any of that, that is his version and his definition of hell. Guys, I believe that during life, we either have the opportunity to live in hell or live in heaven. And I don't think it's something that we're put into because of decisions we make. I think it's something that we're currently living based on our lifestyle, based on our integrity, based on our intention and the things that we want to accomplish. And if you're not extremely mindful of your life, especially you younger people like myself who have this finite gap of time to really create something in their life so they're not stuck and being governed by other people who don't care about them, who also didn't make that decision uh, to go after their goals and dreams, then you're going to wake up one day being resentful, being regretful, and I do not want that for you. So I hope you guys appreciate the pod. We'll see you next week with a new guest and uh, keep crushing it and let's get it.